Growing your beauty business doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about mastering a few key strategies and systems to save you time. Welcome to Beauty Marketing Simplified, a podcast dedicated to helping you on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, April Meese. I'm a permanent cosmetic artist that built my six-figure business while only working three days a week and raising twin toddlers. I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now. Hello, hello, my friend. So today we are talking about how you can get ahead of the curve with AI, artificial intelligence in your beauty business. And we're talking about some of the recent updates. It's changing at warp speed. And we're talking about what you need to know. And that is the key thing about AI, artificial intelligence. And you've probably seen, you've probably heard all the buzz about ChatGPT. And you've probably heard of all of these new apps that are coming out. I want to start with like a little introduction. If you've been living under a rock, if you're like, I don't know what's going on with artificial intelligence, no shame because I understand there's a lot going on in our world. But this technology is not new. It's open AI has been in development since 2016, I want to say. But last year, November of 2022 is when open AI came out and they released it to the public. Okay. And that's what love as chat GPT. And the reason why this technology is so amazing is because it's not to get too technical, but it's called a large language model. And basically, it can give you information so quick. And Google obviously can give you a search, but this is going to do so much more and it can have actually conversations. So the way we're going to use this in our beauty marketing and the way we're going to use this to make our life easier is we have to be strategic about it. But I first want to say that there are two sides of the fence. There are people that are like really worried about AI taking over jobs and there have been some reports of that and that will happen. That that definitely will happen and not that we will worry about that. We will just scale up just like factories took away jobs, right? On the way back in the industrial age, right? And so we will become better as society. But there are also how these large language models have learned so fast and the ethics that's involved around that. In fact, if you heard Jeffrey Hinton, who's known as like the godfather of AI, who's worked on this for, I think, at least two decades, or at least a decade and a half, recently resigned from Google. I mean, he had this big position. And again, he's known as the godfather of AI. He resigned because he was concerned. He wanted to speak freely. He has nothing against Google. He wanted to speak freely about the ethics that are involved and how this could be put in the wrong hands and used for bad. So him leaving kind of just says like he's really concerned about where this could go. And so I think when he spoke up and Elon Musk has spoke up about like the ethics around this and how this technology has really grown. And I think a lot of people don't realize how involved we're just like, oh, yeah, I can go on there and it will create some Instagram captions or it will create some tags for me or something like that. So <laughs> here's the thing that. A lot of these chatbots, like if you use ChatGPT or Jarvis or any of these, WriteSonic, any of these apps to help you write 
captions, to help you come up with hashtags, to help you come up with different things, right? If you use these things, it will save you time. But you still have that information that you then have to put in. You still have to schedule those posts. You still have to go and do it. So it does save us time. I think of like any cooking gadgets or let's just say even comparing it to the washing machine, right? Like back in the 1800s and women were washing clothes on the washboard and so forth. And the washing machine saves us a ton of time. But we still have to load it and we still have to take the clothes to the dryer or hang it up or whatever we do, right? There's still some things involved. So it hasn't totally taken over. There's still some parts that need to be involved. So what do you need to know and what can you use to help your beauty business? I think those are the key things. First of all, I think that the thing that most people know about is the chatbots, right? And so the chatbots are, and this has been around for a long time, like ManyChat and some of these other brands. I think ChatMonkey is another big one. They've been around for a long time. If you use Messenger, if you have clients reaching out to you saying, when can I book a service or asking a price like, or asking, does it hurt or what's the process? You kind of know, you understand direct message and how that is. And you can get an automated response that responds to them. What's key to know about this is the new technology is very intuitive. So it's not just based on keywords. It kind of not only answers their question, but kind of goes one step further and prompts them to different things. And so it saves us time right? Because if you had a chatbot before, you might be like, oh, it's kind of limited and it wasn't very personal. One thing that I would recommend doing is if you are using a chatbot, if you are using any type of direct message automation, if you're using that technology, then you should look at streamlining it So and making it also personalized. So for example, when the message comes in, if they're asking about the price or the procedure, or if they're just inquiring and want to l- learn more, instead of just having like an automated text that they read, which feels very cold and impersonal, you could have a video that pops up that says, hey, welcome to my page. Welcome to my business. I'm so glad you are reaching out. And then by you opening up this or answering the, asking this question, I know a little bit about you that you are a uh, person that wants to look their best and feel their best and do that. like you can say a little bit like that and let me tell you a little bit about me and then here's the next thing to do if you are asking about price press this button or if you are want to book a procedure press b or if you want to learn more schedule a consultation press c the idea is that that video you can record it once and it goes out and it's a more personal and if you don't have time to do a video or you can't stand the way you look on video, then just do it as a voicemail. Record a voice message that when your chatbot is triggered, when somebody sends you a DM, that voice message pops up and that automation is just a welcome, right? It's a voice. It starts to build trust with you. They start to build trust with you and it sends them on the path. And because a lot of times when people get those chatbots where it's like, oh, now I got to read this, like, I could have just went to the website. And so that's where, again, when we're using these automations, when we're using this AI technology, we want to make sure that we are personalizing it and we want to make sure that it is working for us and helping us get clients, not turning clients off. Now, one of the things that I say is that you want to have, sometimes we use the technology term funnel, 
but you want to have a path, a journey in which someone who is just finding out about your brand and they are problem aware, and maybe they're also solution aware. They're like, okay, I have sparse eyebrows or I have sparse lashes or whatever, my skin is a mess, whatever their concern is, right? They also know there is a solution and that's why they're reaching out to you or they're starting to do some research, right? So we know that they're going to have certain questions. They're going to have questions about the service that you offer. And here's the, here's the key. Here's the key. They're going to have some preconceived ideas and they're going to have, they're probably making some mistakes or they have some ideas about things like maybe that it hurts or that it costs a lot of money or if it's lashes that it might damage their natural lash or that a chemical peel is going to be too harsh for their skin or whatever their idea is that you have to then have a little bit of a, a thought reversal, right? So in that process of kind of if they're here at point A and you want to get them to point B to book an appointment and there's like a river in between, there are several little stepping stones that we need to take them across in that journey, right? And so we can use AI technology to do that. We can use these apps to have the right messaging and kind of understand their pain points and how we can talk to them better. We can use AI to create different keywords for SEO and so that you are able to put keywords into not just like a blog post, but put keywords even into your captions, right? Because if you've heard, hashtags aren't as relevant as they used to be but having keywords in your captions is really important because that's how people are searching for things. Okay, so I'm going to tell you about some of the recent updates that you can use. So first of all, I think of AI and I think of it in two different categories and we'll probably go deeper on a future episode, but just know that you can use it on the front end and the back end. What do I mean by that? I mean, the front end is your client attraction. That is your sales funnel. That's kind of that journey I was just talking about, right? Where you are minimizing risks, where you are helping them overcome their fear and their objections that are in their mind because they think a certain way, right, about the service, right? They, In their mind, they have associated more pain with the service than gain or else they would have already booked it. And that could be pain from maybe losing the money, maybe it being a bad investment. It could be pain from being a waste of time. It could be actual physical pain, <laughs> right? Like there could be lots of reasons that they're not booking and we have to get them, remember those stepping stones, we have to get them across the pond to the other side to book an appointment. So that's front end of AI, how we can use AI in our marketing and customer journey and all of those things, right? And it's so many fun things to tell you about that on, I'll do it on future episodes because so many things to talk about. And I'll probably even share with you guys some of my favorite apps. But there's also this side called the, the back end. The back end is basically what you've probably heard the term CRM, customer relationship management. How you have somebody come into your world and how do you follow up with them? How do you follow up with referral partners, right? You should be reaching out for collaborations. It is the most inexpensive way to grow your audience because you don't have to pay for those clients and maybe you give a commission only after they sign up, right? 
So it's a great way to grow your audience with other people's audiences. So that's all can be automated with AI. And recently, Google made some huge announcements. I think it was just this week, either Monday or last week, that they have integrated their system as BARD into the Google business, like the Google Sheets and the Google Documents and all of that technology. In fact, in our group, what we did yesterday, I have a an AI automated client attraction program, and we did our social media post for a whole year using AI, and we did it in one hour. And so what we did is we came up with my, I have this thing called a topic tree. We came up with our branches, as I call them, our main topics. We then broke that down into our subtopics. And using AI, AI did all the work for us. AI did actually 80% of the work. They just copied and pasted my prompts. The prompts are what you kind of put into the AI, so put into chat GPT so that you can get the right response. That's really key because sometimes you'll get a caption, but let's just say that it's a very, it's a very generic caption. It is not going to move anybody to take action. It's a post for the day. You're just like, you can check it off your list like, yep, I posted, but it doesn't talk to their pain points. It doesn't talk to, it doesn't have like that storytelling ability, right? Like when you say, are you, are you struggling every morning to get out the door because you feel like your brows are uneven and you don't really love your reflection? Imagine having extra time and, and just feeling confident from the start. Like that is the storytelling that AI doesn't get unless you have the right prompts for it. So we had put in the prompts and then here's the magic when I'm talking about the back end because you just copy and paste and you can put it into a Google Sheets. Sheets is like Excel. If you use Excel, right? If you use those type of spreadsheets, that's what Google Sheets is, right? And so you just copy and paste. But what's amazing is that all of this is working together now. So I don't want to overwhelm you, but what I want you to know is then this can be uploaded into CSV file, comma separated value. That's what it stands for. You can upload that and then you can take it into Canva and bulk upload and it will create all the graphics. But we want to switch it up a little bit. We want to have some other things going on. The point is that you can do all of that in, like I said, we did it in an hour to have the year worth of content. Now you still have to add the images and you still have to schedule all of it. But imagine if you had your social media done in an hour, right? It's craziness. And that's what these tools are allowing us to do. They're allowing us to do things faster because they're giving us the answers when we give them the right questions, when we give them the right prompts. And then on the back end with Google and Google using AI, we can use it to streamline and really save us time on the back end as well. And so that's what I want you to know that this new technology, what I really want is I don't want you to feel like, oh, this is just too much, and then kind of sit out. I don't want you to be left behind. I want you to embrace this technology, and I'll tell you several reasons why. One, 
because it is, I know people are like, oh, I don't follow trends or fads. It's not a trend or a fad. It's not going anywhere. People have said it's like the biggest invention since fire or the internet or electricity. Very smart people have compared it to that as being such a big breakthrough. In fact, Italy at first banned it. And but now I think they're letting it in. There will be a legislation coming down on it. There will be they're starting to make you pay for certain features, right? There's going to be at the beginning you could search everything and now they're starting to put some guards around it. You only get so many what they call tokens, like you can only put in so many characters and things like that. Like there are going to be some restrictions. But the big thing is that there's gonna be so much content that your competitors might be using it. And I don't want you to be left behind. So the key thing is not to be afraid of it. Guys, you should check out Boston Dynamics. <laughs> Just Google it. It will blow your mind. But not to be afraid of it, even though if you look at that, it is pretty spooky and scary, a lot of the things this, this AI technology can do. But just knowing, okay, where do I need to use AI? right? Because there are a thousand different apps. I mean, I've spent a fortune on these apps, especially recently, because I've really dived into a bunch of them trying to figure it out. I've spent this thing that's supposed to save us time. I've spent more time, but I'm figuring it out for my students so they don't have to spend the time. So the first thing is think about your front end and your back end. Do you need more client attraction? Do you need a system to bring you in more client flow? Do you need to spend your time getting something automated where you have a system that is getting you more visibility, where it's nurturing your clients along that buying journey? There's a little bit of sales psychology that needs to be in your messaging and you need to develop that. Do you need that? Or are you like, I got that. That's working well. I need the back end. I need more time on the back end managing even scheduling or managing my business projects, managing things like inventory. It can analyze data for you. You could put in actually, I think now, long paragraphs, way more than you used to be able to put in and say, summarize this for me, right? So it can just <laughs> save you so much time in that. Of course, we talked about the chatbots to 24-hour service to talk to your clients. Yeah, just organizing your business in many different ways. So that's the thing. I want you to think about where you need to use this technology. Do you want it to help you create more captions or even memes? I'm going to put this link to this funny new app where you can literally just put in the text and it will create a GIF or a meme for you. They always have like a limited free time, so many things that you can do with it. But it's such a fun app. So if you wanted to create some funny memes to get people's attention, because right, if you think about social media marketing, social media marketing is, I think of it as education, empowerment, where you're inspiring somebody, educating them, the client on why they should come to you and why you have a superior solution. And just overall about the, the process, right? Educating them empowering them, inspiring them by the work that you've done and testimonials. And that also builds trust. There's a little bit of entertainment there, right? I would say our business is probably does less entertainment, but I know some brands that do a lot of entertainment, right? Their whole brand is based on entertainment. And so if you add a little fun into your brand, which I suggest you do, these memes are fun way to 
add entertainment into your brand, but also kind of still connect with your audience, right? And so you're educating, you're empowering, you're entertaining, and you're engaging, right? It needs to be social. You need to have a communication with them and, again, build a relationship with your community. So those are the four E's, the four pillars of social media marketing and what we need to be doing on our platforms. And so think about like, how can you use this technology, right? So if you feel awkward creating like a viral video or something that's quote entertaining, dancing or singing or whatever like that, maybe the meme is something that's easy for you to create. That's also has a little fun aspect to it that's entertaining and builds that relationship with the client, right? And so you can do that. All you have to do is put in a text and it will create the memes for you. So much fun. And it will think of things that you hadn't thought of. So if you're like, I don't even know what text to put in, you can kind of just put your industry and then something like that. And I think I did the other day, like when you're running late and you realize you don't have your eyebrows on, right? And that it created all these funny memes from it. And then things I hadn't thought of, right? So there's technology, there's apps for that. There's apps to help write your captions. There's apps that will simulate your voice, right? You've heard about those. And so there's even apps that will have an avatar of you talking. So you won't even have to do videos. You just have your avatar do videos with your actual voice (laughs) and you just put in the text. So maybe you could upload like a blog post or something like that. So all of this interesting technology. And I think the thing is that you could choose to be overwhelmed by it, but a lot of it is very easy to do, right? It's very easy You don't have to be tech savvy because the the technology has caught up. In the past, you did have to be somewhat tech savvy to set all of this up. But now the technology has made it so, so easy because it's so advanced. So I just wanted to come on, talk to you about some of these announcements and have you get ahead of the curve. So I told you about Jeffrey Hinton, the godfather of AI, resigning, leaving Google because he's concerned about the ethics and he wanted to speak freely about this technology and kind of like a warning to people, right? And so, but that's not to scare us. I think that is to say that we need to learn. We need to be educated. We need to find out about this technology. We need to see how it can help our business and not be left behind, right? And so your competitors aren't doing it. So you're able to reach more clients so you can make a bigger impact in the world and also make a bigger income. So that's the goal, right? And so seeing how these tools can grow your business and save you time, I think that's the biggest thing. In the beginning, I will admit, it takes a little bit of time. But this is what I said yesterday to my students. I said, it's like we're taking this hour right now to do these social media captions and to put all this information in. But it's going to save us days in the future, not just hours. Like if you put all the hours together, it literally will save us days. And because the the chat GPT can do it in less than a minute, like really less than a minute, what would take us forever to figure out before, even if we had scripts and examples and spreadsheets and so forth. I think it's also interesting what Google's doing, how it is part of their search now. You can sign up for it. You can sign up for the BARD search. So it's free. It used to be that you oh, only certain people could get in. It, you can get in. You can have it also in all of your G suites and all of your information, which is important to know because here's just a sidetrack. ChatGPT is 
owned now, well, not owned, but Microsoft has owns a, a portion of it, right? I think they spent like $10 million to get a little portion of ChatGPT. And ChatGPT needed not only the financing because Elon Musk had pulled out, but it also needed the data that Microsoft has with Bing and being a search engine. But if Google's been a little bit behind on this and it's gotten some slack and the stack, the stock has fallen, all of those things. But I think what's really interesting is that they just came out with these big announcements and they're rolling out a lot of things because Google actually is... It's the number one search engine. I heard the quote, it owns about 95% of the market, meaning that every time we put in a search, we give it more information, right? That's how these, they're called large language models. That's how they learn, right? And so this is one of the things I always tell my students is that when we're prompting or what they call sometimes seasoning the chat, when we are putting in our information about our brand and our brand voice and our what we stand for and our mission and how we talk to our clients and our avatar. And when we're seasoning the chat and putting in all of this data about our business, it will give us more detailed, accurate, and meaningful results and responses. What's really key to know about that is since Google has so much information, when they put it into the Google Suites and all of these. I love Google Calendar. I live by it. If you see my Google Calendar, there's all these time blocks from appointments to calls to even, I, this is so ridiculous, but literally there is a time block for making dinner, picking up the kids, like things that you think like, oh, why would you put a time block for dinner? You're going to do it because I need to see it on the calendar. I need to see what I'm going to do each day. And it just keeps me organized, right? So I don't schedule something like that. So when we can use it, and integrate it into all of these other options. The fact that Google has come out and said, look, you can Google the Google release. <laughs> we use it as a verb now, right? I never say you can Bing it. Does anybody say you can Bing it or you can duck, duck, go it? I mean, does anybody say that? The answer depends on the input. Garbage in equals garbage out. I think a lot of people are using this and they're saying like, I'm a permanent makeup artist, I'm an esthetician, I'm a lash artist, make 20 captions for my client. You're going to get like some basic captions. If you give the computer prompts, like you can tell ChatGPT, like you are an expert copywriter and your goal is sales, right? And so it now will start to think, I'm putting that in quotes, actually. I love some air quotes. It will now start to think that way, right? And you could say, make sure the tone is funny and put it in a Ricky Gervais voice, right? Or whatever it is, right? Since Google has so much information because it has collected our data, it knows what people search for, right? And so it you've seen like how things pop up afterwards because it knows some of your searches. It knows your habits, just like YouTube. It knows not only from just Google searches alone, but from YouTube, it has so much information on us. So it can take all of that information because th the way this technology works is the technology teaches itself. I'm going to say that again. So it learns through what you are putting in and from not only what you are putting in, but from what other people have put in so that it can predict the answers, right? And so it is now putting all of that technology 
into all of the applications. So for example, maybe this will simplify it. Instead of having to go to chat GPT and search this and because chat GPT is not connected to the internet, a lot of times the stats, if you say, like, give me some stats or give me some statistical information about this, or I mean, that's stats, but like if you ask it certain questions, it will be off, it will be wrong. And so then you would have to like fact check that on Google, and then you'd have to take that and put that into a spreadsheet. I'm telling you now, the future is you'll be able to do that all in one spreadsheet, if that makes sense. So you won't have to like go there and then go here and then go here. Like all of this is going to work together. When I look at this technology, I think that there are three problems, probably more than that, but I'm going to narrow it down to three because I like odd numbers. So the first thing is people don't know the right prompts to give it. And you've probably heard there's like this new term called prompt engineer, and some companies are paying like $200,000 to be a prompt engineer because they're just trying to keep up with this technology. It's going so fast. And so they're like, we need somebody to come in. We don't want to put our information into the big database, especially like if it's like a law firm or something that's like private information. We can't put our information into this public database. So we have to keep our stuff private. And so we need somebody to come in internally and do this without doing it with an open source AI, which is that other thing. So that's the first thing. People don't know what to put in. I think people are afraid of this technology or are just kind of sleeping on it. Like, oh, that's cool. It gives me some captions. Like they really don't realize the full scope of what it can do. How you can build out a funnel that will save you weeks and months so quickly, right? So quickly. How it will make videos for you. How you can put in one long form video. So I can take this video and I can then put it into an app and it will chop it up into one video, chop it up into 20 reels that are different templates with captions already added, keywords and all kinds of things. And it will do that in like less than a minute where I used to have my video editor go back and do all of that manually, right? And there's other software that you can put in a video and it will take out all your ums. I'm going to start doing some tutorials on it because you guys will love it. But there's this one software that I love that will actually can change what you said on the video. I know you're like, wait, what? Yes. So if I put in a video and I say um a lot, it will take out all my ums. It will take out all my filler words. And I say in the video, it's not just editing. It can redo what I said because I can text type in what I want that video to say and then those words will come across the screen like me speaking it on the video because it already knows my voice I'm telling you it is bananas like Gwen Stefani said B-A-N-A-S. it's bananas guys there's always these opportunists that come out and they're like buy our hundred prompts. And I'm going to tell you, I've bought them. And they're, I'm sorry to say, they're just junk. They're just junk. They're like, buy our prompt list for $97. And they're so generic. And then everybody sounds the same. Here's what I'm going to say. That right now, 
the struggle is to get people's attention, to get through to your ideal client, to get the right buyers, to hear the right message at the right time. That's what the struggle is for most businesses and definitely beauty professionals, right? It's people will say the algorithm, people will say there's too many distractions in their life. They have app options for all these different platforms. There's just a lot of information. Like we are in information overload. So that is the struggle. So creating more generic content does not help you. It just makes you more vanilla and it makes you blend in. So I don't think that more is the answer. I know Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk will say you need to be on 50 platforms and 100 times a day and all of those things. And I think there probably is like a law of average on like the more you do, you probably do get more exposure. But if it's if the message isn't resonating, if people just say like, oh, she's just like all of the others, or they don't see a reason, if you're just creating content to create content, they don't see a reason why they should come to you or what you do is unique and valuable to them, they're not going to book. And that's a real issue. And so the prompts need to be specific. And there's some sales psychology that happens with it, right? Because humans are predictable in a lot of ways. Like we have similar pains and we have similar struggles and we have a fear of risk and we have a feeling of wanting to be part of the tribe. And that's why social proof is so important. Social proof should be a, a part of every marketing campaign and it should definitely be part of a funnel. And that cannot be created with AI. It can be done with AI technology. Like the original self social proof is not going to come from AI, but you can put your social proof into the AI system and it can help you create more content faster, if that makes sense. There are faster ways to automate your social proof, but it can't create it for you because it's a computer, right? So yeah, I, I mean, I am so fired up about this technology and and how cool it is. And I am a bit scared and the mama bear in me is like, wow, is it kind of freaks me out at times. But just because you just worry about like, hopefully it won't be used for harm and it will be used for good. And that's, I think, the thing. But the key takeaway that I want you to know is you should be using AI. I'm going to be doing a series on some of these different apps. I'll put the link in for you guys to go check out one. It has a free trial for you. But I'll be doing a series on how we can use these I might not be able to do it on Instagram because I can't share my screen. So I might have to figure out a way around that. Maybe we'll just have some free trainings or so forth. Because I think that the key is not getting left behind. I think not being afraid of this technology. Don't go down a rabbit hole and waste a lot of time. But just finding the key things, the key systems that you need in your business, right, that are truly going to save you time right? You don't need to spend a lot of money on somebody to install some complicated chat bot and any of that. Like just understanding that there are some key automations that can save you so much time and help your business grow. And so that is a win-win, both on the front end, as I was saying, and on the back end. And some of this stuff is really just fun to see, like how it can do your voice. And also it's interesting because then you realize you're like, oh, I sound like that or, oh, that's weird. Or, But you can also like kind of like a filter, but you can do a filter for your voice. Like you can make it more audio friendly or studio quality. 
Oh my gosh, so many things. When you can have one video turn into 20 videos with the captions, different templates, and all of that done, come on now. Come on now. When you can have all of that just at your fingertips, so easy. And they do, some of these these tools have monthly fees. They're not crazy, but I know that they do add up, especially if you're like me and you want to get all of the apps. <laughs> I went a little overboard. Yes, there's definitely mistakes in the answers because the thing is that we go from being the writer and the creator to the editor. So it still takes time, right? Like, cause you still need to look over that because there are some mistakes or it might not be in your tone or in your voice. It might sound like you don't want to be a salesy weirdo, right? You want it to sound like you, right? That's why the more you season it with what you would normally say, or kind of give it more of your brand voice and things you stand for, you can get it to be a little bit truer, but you do have to edit. You do have to edit as of now. That's how it is. This is a fun discussion. It went a little all over the place, but that's how I do how I do. So that's it, guys. And if you have any questions about AI or how you can use this in your business, of course, we know we're building funnels as we always have, but we're building them even faster. It's craziness, even faster with AI. So yeah, reach out to me if you have any questions. We'll be doing, like I said, a series and talking about this stuff because it's it's really fun. And but if you're wanting any help with marketing, your message, your positioning, or your funnel, I'm your go-to girl. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified Podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about. And also, definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, hugs and high fives. See you next week.